Bald and Blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene, know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution. My name is Kathy Tate, the Bold Warrior, your host from Down Under. And with me, as always, is Daisy Papp, International Excellence Coach, your host from Florida Keys. Hi, Daisy. Hi, Kathy Down Under. Yes, yes, I believe one of the last episodes you said I'm up over or something like that, down under and up over. <laughs> <laughs> so good to see you. So what is up your sleeve? Hmm? Tell me, because I know now at least you have sleeve, so I can know that something's up your sleeve. So what is it? Today, we are going to talk about a really important topic that for the most of my younger years, I didn't even know was a thing. So I'm sure that there's some listeners out there that don't realize it either. And I'm sure that there's lots that do. We're going to talk about having a victim mentality. Ouch. That's a painful one. It is. Because those who do have a victim mentality are most likely in lots of pain. Yes. Very interesting topic choice. Well, what is it that you would like to know about victim mentality? Well, what I think we should talk about is how to realize when it's happening to you. Because I think if you can get that awareness about it happening to you, then you can take that control back and change it and turn it around for yourself. I know when I look back at my life, I was stuck in a victim mentality all through my 20s and 30s because of the issues I'd grown up with around my hair and around all the other trauma that happened to me that I was dead set stuck as a victim to my alopecia and I had no idea that's what had happened to me in my mindset. And it wasn't, you know, until my 30s, late 30s, where I started to have this learning and realizing that I was doing all this stuff to myself by the way I thought about myself. And it was a huge realization for me. So I guess when I bring it up as a topic, I want to put it out there so that any of our listeners who are stuck in that like I was can start to see it and go, oh, okay, well, actually, what would happen if I started to think a different way? Could it really change my life? And I'm kind of here to tell you that it absolutely will. Mm -hmm. I can relate to that a lot. I was stuck in victim mentality after being victimized in very specific areas of my life and very specific happenings in my life. Now, I would like to define mentality first, because I believe in definitions. So mentality I define as is the characteristic or attitude of mind or way of thinking of a person or a group. And therefore, when it is an attitude or a way of thinking, then it must have to do by my humble thinking, how I connect the dots. It has to do with thought patterns we have and the repetition of specific thoughts. 
Now, it's very simple to make an experiment. And before we do the experiment, I'd like to mention Muhammad Ali, world champion in heavyweight boxing many decades ago. And when he was unknown as a boxer, he would beat his chest and say, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. And he repeated that thought out loud. Even others were listening to it and thought probably at that time, at the very beginning of his career, that I think he must be nuts. What's he talking about? What does he think of himself? Hmm? And eventually he became the greatest in this category, right? In his sports. Now, when I tell myself, oh, I'm so unfortunate. I'm so unfortunate. I'm so unfortunate. I wonder if it cannot make some sense to our listeners that the repetition of thought is either empowering or not. And let's do a small experiment, a very little experiment here with our listeners. And of course, now in this particular situation, in this very moment, you are my only listener before it is released to the 55 countries, by the way, in the meantime. So I'd like you to close your eyes for a moment. Of course, listeners out there, when you're driving, don't close your eyes. No, then drive to the side, parking and brakes on and lock the doors so that you're safe. Now, I'd like you to think of a specific thought I'm giving to you. And that may sound funny. I'd like you to think I'm taller than I was a minute before. I'm taller than I was a minute before. Hint, hint, because I see Kathy while we're recording. She just straightened up. Her neck got longer and she's sitting much straighter than before. Now, very simple thought. Not very impactful unless you want to be measured and you want to be taller an inch or two centimeters or one and a half centimeters. Now, thoughts lead to feelings and feelings lead to behavior. Now, when I repeat, repetitively think to myself, I'm unfortunate, I'm the victim, then I will feel as a victim. And because I feel as a victim, therefore I will behave as a victim. Now that by itself would not be so bad if there was no consequences later on in the long term. Why? When I think to myself, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. Yeah. Why does it always happen to me? Of course, it always happens to me. Then I feel that way. And I also feel that weight hmm, on my shoulders, in my mind, on my heart, in my chest, on my chest, wherever we feel it, in my thinking. Maybe some people consider it or experience it as, oh, yeah, you know, that heavy cloud is just above me and it's wearing me down. It's so heavy. Now, then we start feeling as such. And then we will also, in our behavior, accept other people's behaviors that then victimize us. Yes. So therefore, a little thought has huge consequences. So if we as humans only knew how impactful our thoughts are, I seriously believe that we would choose so much more wisely the thoughts we think in the first place. And then in the second place, which thoughts we want to repeat over and again, and which one do we want to linger with for a longer period of time? 
I absolutely 100% agree with that, which is why we both believe that we need to teach this in schools, because these are tools that we should all grow up with, that we should all know how to do for ourselves. And it's ridiculous that we don't. So I can completely relate to what you were speaking about when you're talking about those feelings, creating behaviours and attitudes, because That's exactly what it was for me. If I take the biggest example of my life, which is my alopecia, that's how I used to feel about myself. I would see my hair falling out again and I would be, it's not fair. Why is that happening again? Will this ever stop? Is this going to be the centre of my life forever? I hate myself when my hair falls out and I hate the way I look and I feel full of shame from the sort of bigotry that I'd faced all my life. When I got older and started thinking differently, I realised when I look at those times I thought that about myself, that I was setting myself up for it by thinking that Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And I'd given all this power to my alopecia when, in fact, if I had a role model when I was young who was like I am now and just said, take your power back by doing these three things and you'll completely change the way you feel about yourself and therefore what your life will be like because don't we create what we feel about ourselves in our lives? It would have been such a different life for me, which is what drives me to do that for others today, of course. So Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the journey. It was palpable. It was, I could feel it physically, that pain of what I was Mm -hmm. going through and those thought patterns manifested in my life. And this decision I had made to keep my alopecia secret from the world was physically weighing on me Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that was probably one of the most damaging things I did to myself And in my journey out of this, the last eight years, the very beginning, and I've spoken about this briefly, I was completely anti-wig for the first two or three years. It was my big thing because they had caused me to, in my head, keep that secret and create this weight on me (laughs) when, in fact, I think that if you don't hide the fact that you're wearing wigs and you don't pretend it's not happening, then it's not actually as damaging. So it comes straight back to how you think about it. And this was so important in my life. It was such a breakthrough to understand about victim mentalities and how we do this to ourselves that it drives me to speak about it and be open about what I did to myself in case well, not in case, there are surely going to be listeners out there who are doing the same thing and may not even understand why they're trapped or why Mm. they're stuck. One thing I think is very important to add here is no matter what happened in our life is not predicting our future unless we predict our future based on how we feel about what happened in our life. So let me clarify a little bit and get a little bit deeper. Just come along with me. When I identify myself that I'm the victim, and I definitely was literally of family tragedies, and I became an orphan. So that was fact. What happened to me though back then was that I identified with... Well, you were taught to be a victim, weren't you? Yes. I identified 
with being an orphan. That's when I truly learned how to behave as an orphan. And then therefore I continued behaving as an orphan because, well, as an orphan, you don't laugh because there's nothing to laugh about when everybody's gone. You're not supposed to. You should be grateful you survived the tragedy or that you did not sit on the plane. And I was, but I did not find my way out. Now, then when we identify with what happens to us, then actually we take it on and we can stop taking it on. A very dear friend of mine, he's an older gentleman, and he was extremely, extraordinarily successful in his life several times, and he was absolutely broke several times in his life. Now, he does not have a victim mentality. He says, well, I made some stupid decisions. Okay, I figure it out again. It's just money. There's more. Now, I find that so admirable, and I wish I had that knowledge back then not regarding money, but okay, so there's no family and nothing will ever replace them. No one will ever replace my brother, my parents, my grandparents. No way. But maybe something else will still be able to fulfill me and give me joy and give me that feeling that I can connect and relate and bond, belong. Hmm? But until I was not able to see, okay, so that happened to me. That's fact. It's true. But it's no longer happening to me unless I repeat it in my own head and make it happen over and over again, all year long, decades long, all the seasons. And then comes the anniversary. Oh, now it's the anniversary. So today I must be sad. Who says that? Today mm. is just a day and a date. And dates are man-made. Wake up, people. There are several calendars. So which one do we follow now? I understand when somebody loses a loved one and it's really tragic, then I understand that there are these grieving feelings. And we spoke about grief in another episode. But only when I identify myself with it, I take it on. Then I own it. I am not obligated to take it on. Like my old friend who was very successful in business several times. So many businesses, it almost sounds like a series of novels when you listen to his stories. And he's almost 80 years old, so he has many stories. And he was so broke and he said, I, I, you know, then I moved there and I was so broke. I, I was considering moving into a homeless shelter for a while because I wasn't sure if I can afford living here. And he didn't identify as a homeless then because if he would have, maybe he would still be a homeless so he said, okay, so this is the situation, but it's not defining who I am. Very important aspect, I believe, to mentality, hmm? number one, and especially in victim mentality. Yeah, I have a great admiration for that too, because if it repeatedly happens, you can get very stuck in it. And I think that was one of the hardest things about the alopecia repeating cycles. Mm -hmm. And I used to feel like I was stuck on this hamster wheel of hope and despair around mm. the hair loss cycle. And so I think it kind of traps you because that was happening. And, and when then we take a look at this example of a different kind of, it's still a trauma losing all your money and not knowing if you're going to be homeless, still a different kind of trauma. And he's gone through that repeatedly through his life, but he never fell victim to it. I have never. great admiration for that. <laughs> and I can relate in my financial life. 
I have been able to be that way as well. And I don't know why, but maybe because when I was going through all this, the successful part of my life was my professional life. So it was much easier to not fall victim because it was going well, I guess. Mm. I'm not really sure. It's a very complex kind of thing, but I'm sure that you must have felt that too when you had the second plane crash happen. Did it not really hit again? Like I know when my father died and that being the second death in my childhood, it was like that. I was like, what the, Mm. again? Yeah. How could this happen again? Certainly back then I was 17 at the time and I was repeatedly asking myself, why me? So statistically, Although I didn't study statistics, but I know a little bit about statistics and I knew statistically this is impossible happening. And it did. So, of course, it took me some work on myself to change that victim mindset. And I think what was worse in my personal experience due to the accidents was that both time I supposed to be there. I supposed to be in the car where my father and my grandparents died and my mother barely survived. And I supposed to be in the plane when my brother and my mother and my godfather crashed. So that probably added to it that, so I was also that survivor guilt sufferer. So I felt guilty that I'm alive and they died. So it's very weird what happens in the psyche. Mm -hmm. So internally in our inner world, but it is possible to get out of it. Look, when I was able to do it and Kathy was able to do it, dear listener, you will be able to do it. And when you need help, reach out, we are here. And there are many, many really absolutely genius practitioners out there who are really capable of helping you in a very short amount of time to overcome victim mindset. And also the feelings of desperation and the sadness and really that devastation that we may go through. Now, I recently started working with a lady. She's a little younger than I am, and she really has a life story. I humbly say that I was already familiar with many life stories because that's my daily work when I work with clients one-on-one. But her story really, I would say, concerned me because it was really extraordinarily cruel. The quantity of cruelty that she endured is just Wow. It really even shocked me to a degree. And she is now behaving as a victim. Still, although what happened to her is more than 20 years ago and before. And she now feels as a victim. Now, how is she behaving? Her self-esteem is rather low. Her belief in herself is rather low. Her ambition is rather low. Ah, why should I do that? They will take it away from me anyways. Hmm? Or, yeah, no, it's not safe for me to do that because they're going to take advantage of me again. Hmm? Very understandable when we think logically and it's holding her back. Now, not anymore because we're working on it. So she's free like a bird and she's flying and she's really seeing the world in a very different way than she did before. Nevertheless, Until she was in that victimhood, she even spoke like that victim. When I paid her a compliment, oh yeah, this is too kind. You're so kind, Daisy. Until I helped her understand, I say what I mean and I mean what I say. Otherwise, I don't say it. 
and don't mean it. So it took her a while to realize that, yeah, Daisy says what she means and she means what she says. Now, within a week, we had many sessions within one week. We're doing an intensive work with her. She started speaking. Her tone of voice is different. She even straightens her torso. She appears taller in the Zoom calls we're having. She speaks so much clearer. She's way more focused. And she now looks back and she says, of course, I couldn't go ahead and pursue my business idea because I was still there. Now, trust me, and I mean it in a humble way, but at the same time, you can only be one place. Would you agree? Yes. So while she's physically here, but mentally in her past, what happened to her happened. No doubt. I'm not doubting any of the things she shared with me in private in the sessions. But while she's really here and she's spending her time still around the time when it happened to her, who is really doing it to her today? She is. Yeah. There you go. The moment she stopped doing it to herself, she's no longer a victim. Was she a victim? Yes. But she's no longer a victim. Yes. The fact is that we choose to be a victim with our attitudes. With the attitude, yes. When someone gets shot, then they're the victim of a shooting. Oh, yes. I'm not saying it in that context. It's certainly a word that describes something happening. Yeah. I'm just speaking about how we feel about ourselves mm -hmm. because we take on that societal view of that thing happened to them and now we will make them a victim. That's a kind of a societal norm in different cultures mm. for different things. That's why we start to believe we need to be a victim in the first place because we're taught that by the systems that surround us and the people that surround us. But what I want to push home is that at the end of the day, It's always our choice how we respond. It's always our choice how we think. It's always our choice what to believe. And it's always our choice on what kind of attitude we have. And it starts with realizing there is a choice and that this could be happening to you because you don't know any better. There's a time when none of us know better. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. So here it is. Here's the information and the conversation that maybe will help you realize why you're feeling stuck and why your life feels like it sucks. Maybe this is it. I don't know. But it's an important topic that I had to talk about because it was so impactful in my life and I know it wasn't yours too. And I think that it's been a really good conversation. Is there kind of anything you want to leave the listeners with on this? Yes. Of course there is. Go, Daisy, go. <laughs> I would like to add something to this. We give meaning to everything we perceive. Now, we perceive externally, but we also perceive internally. And what I mean by that is when I believe of myself, I'm victimized and I'm the victim. And then that leads to feelings and therefore to behaviors. Now, what does that mean to me? So when I start asking, what does it mean to me? So, for example, someone calls me, oh, Daisy, you're just blonde, which is true. But 
I remember times when I felt hurt by that. Let's say 30 years ago, I found that rather rude and unkind. Today, I say, yeah, well, good observation. <laughs> you see, so the expression towards me didn't change, but my response changed. So therefore, I give it a different meaning because today I know when someone speaks about their opinions of me, does not identify me because the only thing that truly identifies me as a human, I'm not talking about my fingerprints and the iris in the eye and my DNA or my blood test or something like that. My ID that I have, my driver's license or my alien ID that I have. No, I identify myself based on my behavior. That's who I am. And when I put that into the center of my thinking, then I'm rather free of other people victimizing me verbally. I mean, when someone comes here with a wooden branch and hits over my head, then I got victim of a wooden branch. I get it. But even when it happens, then it happened once and I'm no longer the victim of it unless I give it such big meaning and repeat it because I put it as a prioritized VIP thought in my mind and repeat it over and over and think this is the most important thought in my life. And then I keep myself emotionally in it because the meaning I give it, yeah, well, you see, so it happened to me once and now it will happen to me every day or every second day or every five minutes. And this is, I think, important that we understand that we are the ones that give meaning to everything and anything we can choose. We can choose, do we perceive it as positive, negative or neutral? Now, hint, hint, the more often we can perceive the most things surrounding us as neutral, we are already winning time. Meaning, we do not jump to conclusions. We are not jumping into old habits, old thinking patterns, hmm? the old mentality. So I can say, ah, this is interesting. Let me think about that. Oh, yeah, that's quite cool. Or I don't like that. But at least give yourself a moment to consider how you perceive it and how do you evaluate it that is on you. And even when you were a victim, because let's face it, in one way or the other, I believe humbly, we all have been a victim to something. Maybe I was the victim that my mom left me for five minutes when I needed her most, but she had to go and open the door. And I was sitting alone with my Barbie doll on the couch and I was just crying. For example, that child may experience that situation as a victim in that moment. Now, when then later as an adult, she still considers that as victimhood and she didn't heal that part in her inner world, then most likely she will behave like a victim. Therefore... She invites people to treat her like a victim. Why? Because she then presents herself as a victim. Yes. I can write probably another book about that. Yes. And maybe I will when I'm old and bored. But <laughs> <laughs> it's very important that we take our power back by all the points that you mentioned. Plus, we are the ones giving meaning to it. And one more circle back. My old, old friend who says, yeah, well, I was so poor and I was so rich and yeah, I was broke. Okay, fine. And then got up and did it again hmm? and got successful again. The last business he started, I think he was maybe like 68 or something like that. And he's just flourishing and it's wonderful and he's enjoying it. 
and good for him. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love seeing that happening. Yeah. So he never gave it the meaning. Okay, so now I'm broke. So that means I must be an idiot or that means that I just don't deserve it. Or that means that I'm just stupid and I can never figure it out. Or, oh, well, it must be in my genes. Or maybe it's because my mother was this way or because my father always took me fishing or maybe because my father never took me fishing. So he does not give any meaning to these things. Therefore, he's much freer and therefore his limitations, self-limitations are lifted. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. Yeah, I think that's really important what you've recapped with there. It's super connects with me because when I look at myself, I can see the years where I did that and then where I learned not to. I'm putting my hands <laughs> up. I agree with you. I'm the first one to admit I did it too. Yes. And yeah. there's a way out because yeah. dear listeners out there, we are not that rare that it's only us who can do it. You can do it too. There are specific steps that lead to specific results. And you can learn them. And a little hint, the island model actually is a very good start point for that. It's a very simple, sweet, cute book that really helps to understand that, aha, so this is my point of view and that's your point of view. And although we don't agree, doesn't mean that I must take it personally. So it's quite interesting. There's lots of literature out there. There are courses out there. And then, of course, here's our podcast. Dear listeners, I wish for you step out the victim mindset and become the self-empowered, self-developer that you were born to be. Absolutely. 100%. That's what we're here to help you guys to do. And don't forget, you can get the Island Model on our website, baldandblonde.live. Connect with us, guys. We want to help you evolve. We do lots of work with our tribe on Facebook. Go search Bald and Blonde Podcast, Bald Warrior, Daisy Pap. You will find us. We're super easy to find on Facebook and on Instagram, baldandblonde.live. So thank you, guys, for your time again this week. We've had a really great conversation about a victim mentality and I think it's been really insightful well, I hope it has been for you guys out there any final thoughts Daisy before we say goodbye this week I invite everyone to make a list of three really great thoughts three not one not two three you can write ten two like for example I'm really a good person or I so much enjoy helping others, or I so much enjoy being a mother or a parent, or I so much enjoy the company of my friends. Find something that is purely positive for you and write that down. And whenever you feel like caught up in any sort of negative, sneaky, sneaky, sneaking in thoughts, go there to these top three positive thoughts and repeat them. And just be Mohammed Ali for a few minutes and say, yeah, I'm the greatest. I am the greatest. I am the greatest. And remember, you're not defined by what happened to you. You're not. Trust me. I love it. 
I love it. Perfect ending. And I do love Muhammad Ali. He was very inspirational. That's it for us today, guys. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. We certainly have. We'll see you again next week. Don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. And you can support us on Patreon. There's a button on the homepage on the website. And we thank you for that too. That's it from us. I'm Kathy Tate, the Bald Warrior. This has been another episode of Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution. Thank you for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. If you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast. In our show notes, you'll find the link to our Facebook group where you can personally connect with Daisy and Kathy, and the link to our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.